What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. I'm Zach. Welcome to We're in Feared, a barely educational podcast on global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, baby. We going out? Are we going light tonight? Are we going hard? Are we going heavy? Always oh, going heavy. What kind of heavy? Bush heavy. Bush heavy. This podcast is brought to you by Bush Heavy. Yeah, that's a thing. It we're, is now. We're really making it happen. Yep. And it's all. It's blown up the Twitter feed. The t- Twitter sphere. The Twitter sphere. Right. Yes. Yeah. Bush heavy. Normal stuff to do. Hey, this podcast is about cryptids and monsters and stuff, but also now bush heavy. Yeah. I right. want them to endorse me. I hope, like, you get the sponsorship. Yeah, just It's like me. you particularly, yeah. you specifically. They're going to yeah. make us begin a live stream because you're just going to be wearing bush heavy t-shirts. Head to toe. That'll say bush heavy. All right. Well, you know what? Actually, that's a pretty good place to uh, to jump into my little ditty for you tonight. Yeah. Do you want to start heavy? Uh, yeah. All right. We're gonna Bring start, it on. We're going to start with some heavy things, okay? Mm-hmm. Ready? Okay. Did God create man? That's <laughs> yeah, heavy. It's pretty heavy. Yeah, all right. <laughs> or did man create God? Mm. Has man destroyed God? What if man has become a God? Huh. What is a God? Gods are known to create. If man is now a God... What will his creation be? Greece, Mount Olympus, ancient times. You know, Mm -hmm. way back. Way back. Way back. Look what I typed. Way (laughs) Way back. (laughs) Way back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Zeus and Hera had a, let's just say, complicated relationship. Yeah. But you know the story? It's literally as old as time. They met as traditional long-time lovers do during their formative years. Zeus had the serious hots for Hera, but she was not interested in him at all. Hmm. Perhaps because she was very familiar with his history. Or maybe because they were brother and sister. Oh. Whatever the reason, and it may sound wild, Hera was not impressed with his previous antics. More on those later. Yeah, didn't he, like, bang everything? Man. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gods. <laughs> All right, that's enough. <laughs> Zeus, forever the charmer, concocted a plan to win over Hera's heart. This is probably good. She's not down for this. And he is trying to do, he's going to work his, he's going to, you know, he's going to try and schmooze her. He's got a, he's got a plan. Good. All right. Yeah. One night there was a violent thunderstorm crashing and banging. The earth was tousled. After the storm was over, Hera noticed something outside of her window, making the sounds of a creature in distress. It was a small, lonely cuckoo. Yeah. Its wings looked damaged. Hera loved nature and all of its creatures, so she took pity on the damaged bird. She held it in her arms and embraced it against her chest. It was cold, scared. A god's love might just be what the doctor ordered. As she pressed it against her bosom in an attempt to nurture the winged morsel, it transformed into Zeus and he raped her. Oh, whoa. <laughs> what? There you go. <laughs> huh. It's just, it's just what he did. Okay. He's uh his charisma's off the charts. That's what that means. That's yeah, what, very charismatic. Yeah, that's what that does. Uh well this put Hera and this is an understatement in quite a pickle. I thought you were gonna oh, in go, my go mind ahead. Yeah, go ahead. the word a tizzy yeah. <laughs> popped up. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. 
Those are both very wildly I mean, understatement. Yeah, when you're right by your brother, you're put into quite a tizzy. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, well, Hera, ashamed of not knowing what else to do, agreed to marry Zeus. Oh. To cover for what he did to her. Just bear with her train of thought here. Okay. She understandably felt exploited because, you know, she was. And in her eyes, his actions displayed how vulnerable she could be by using her own compassion and just nature as a means of lowering her guard and giving him the opportunity, the opportunity to take advantage of her. So she's like blaming herself. So she feels like, you know, she's, she's been wronged. She's been hurt. But then she just feels like it doesn't even matter. Almost like, like what he did is the instigator for this. Mm-hmm. But she almost—I mean, yeah, like any like she hates herself for letting it happen. She's blaming herself, mm-hmm. and if she marries him, it almost like retroactively means like, oh, we were just we were a thing all along. I'm just kidding around. Yeah, it's just you know, it's yeah. But I mean, that's believe it or not, that's going to stick with Hera. Yep. Okay. Well, you touched on it. Because, I mean, if you know anything about Zeus, mm-hmm. you know, before Zeus wed Hera, he had many wives, lovers, some fellow gods, some mortals, some nymphs, and other divine beings. You could almost call Zeus a plumber because he was laying some serious pipe. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, these are those previous antics I mentioned earlier. Zeus's children, too many to name here, but his ultimate conquest was Hera. Zeus's ploy worked. He got what he wanted, but at what cost? Hera, in theory, remains his wife to the present day for one overwhelming reason. Hera ain't nothing to fuck with. Unlike Zeus, who even after securing Hera in marriage continued raping, molesting, and consummating everything in sight. Hera remained forever faithful to Zeus, in so much as she never cheated on him. I mean, we're holding the mean grudge here. Yeah. And rightfully so. Hera is the god of marriage, loyalty, family, and all sorts of good stuff people are told to value. She was loyal. But loyal out of spite. Spite loyalty. Spite loyalty. Wow. How does that work? I mean, well, you're about to find out. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Do you ever hate follow people or pages on social media? No. I have, and it's very unhealthy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Don't do it. Well, well, that's Hera. Oh, okay. But like you said, hate spite. Hate marriage. Keep your enemies, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Sometimes you make them your husband because he raped you. Oh, Hera. Some twisted logic there. Well, just like your beer tonight, she's going heavy. But can you blame her? Well, not an adulterer. She was not going to let Zeus off the hook for how their relationship began or be cool with him sticking his lightning bolt wherever he pleased. Hmm. She had plans. Zeus was more powerful than Hera, but not smarter. Hera's rage was unmatched. I would say she was very passive-aggressive, but I don't think passive applies here. While she could not wage outright war on Zeus and be victorious, she could make the lives of everything he had sex with or gave birth to a living hell. Many reports say that Hera was jealous. They say this out of jealousy? I don't think so. There's no jealousy here. She's not jealous of Zeus. No. Why? Yeah, I don't buy it. Yeah. Well, she's just not, she's not jealous because I believe she felt Zeus took something from her something she could never get back, and in return, she was going to embark on a lifelong mission that ensured he would always be looking over his shoulder, forever aware that whatever he did, there would be a reaction from her, and it would be relentless. Take, for example, this little ditty. Well, for starters, Zeus being a sky god is beyond problematic, because from the sky, he can creep in all the cuties. Uh-huh. There is no hiding from his predatory gaze. One time, when he was leering with, I assume, a massive grip on his raging god rod, <laughs> he came across a Theban princess named Samel. Okay. I just want that visual to sink in for a second. Uh-huh. I'm sure it did. Uh-huh. Zeus wooed her 
causing her to fall in love with him. No sexual assault here, which I guess is impressive. Then again, she didn't say no. So who knows how that would have went. Anyways, after some witty banter via Zeus's overwhelming charisma, maybe he showed off his Olympian birthright by starting a bonfire with his lightning bolts and the two cuddled together, discussing their darkest fears and wildest dreams while roasting marshmallows and making s'mores. Maybe. Maybe. Could be. Maybe this was the right amount of sweet and sassy. Just the right amount of strength and sincerity. However their night may have went, Samel let Zeus ravage her. From this encounter, Samel was with the child. Huh. Hera realized what Zeus had done and went to work. Uh-oh. What do you think that, that what do you think's in store here? I don't know. Nothing good. Yes. Hera headed to Earth, descending Mount Olympus, disguised as a nurse, and befriended Samel. Samel was bragging to Hera that the father of her child was the great god Zeus. Hera, playing her part, rolled her eyes real hard. <laughs> <laughs> she, she didn't. They were in the back of her skull. Yeah. But she pretended not to believe her. This is Hera talking. You're lying. There's no way Zeus could be the father of your child. Her plan was in motion. Samel responds. Hell yeah, he is. I saw him shoot lightning bolts to make the fire we banged next to. <laughs> we ate s'mores. It was sticky and delicious. Uh-huh. Samel grew defensive in this moment. But Hera, of course, in disguise, persisted. Zeus doesn't even like s'mores. He thinks graham crackers are shit. <laughs> he likes Ritz crackers. Yeah, he likes Ritz and cheese. Saltines. He doesn't eat s'mores. Yeah, he likes soup, too. Yeah. This s'more shit's for babies. <laughs> Samel. He does not. And then, Hera. All right. If Zeus is really the father of your child, make him prove it. Fine. Samel, with doubt now seeping into her mind, set off to make sure Zeus was who he said he was. Her fate was already sealed. Zeus... Being the forever show-off and evidently still visiting Samel on a semi-regular basis, boasted the next time they met that he would promise her whatever she so desired. Expecting to do more lightning bolt tricks or maybe pull off a maneuver involving something sexual with thunderclouds, Zeus was surprised at what Samel wanted from him. Samel demanded for Zeus to show himself, his real self. He had come to her in the same mortal vessel that he had when they first courted each other. You know, he's a guy in a human form. Right, yeah. Quote. Well, this isn't a quote. I made this up, but this is maybe what she would have said. (laughs) (laughs) Quote. I got some some sources here from ancient Greece. (laughs) Hmm. If you really are who you say you are, show me your true form. This was what undercover Hera had told Samel to ask. It was the only way to know for sure that she fucked the one and only Zeus Mount Olympus. Mm-hmm. Please don't ask this of me, babe. Zeus pleaded. Anything but that. Samel. Let me look at who you really are. Samel insisted, but Zeus continued to beg her, perhaps offering alternative wishes. I mean, maybe he was... He had to get like, something else yeah. at her. He's right? like, no, 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 no. The, yeah, you don't want that. It's a bad thing. I know. So he's like, let's go to Antarctica. How about a billion dollars? Yeah. Let's, <laughs> would you like a million... A billion dollars? <laughs> yeah. What, what would you like? Well, he, Zeus, quite the expeditionist, maybe he would have said, let's go to Antarctica and look at the penguins. You don't even know what those are, but I guarantee they're awesome. <laughs> he tried to be persuasive, but Samel wouldn't have it. If you love me, you'll do this. Samel furrowed her eyebrows, scowled her lips. I mean, between you and me, when of ultimatums worked out well for anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I read that for some reason, uh, Zeus never broke his word when he made a promise, like he, he stuck by his guns, which uh-huh. I see your eyes. It's a weird thing to have said about a serial adulterer and rapist, but nevertheless, because of this, Zeus felt compelled to show the princess his divine form with maybe a slight tear in his eye. I imagine Zeus muttering, I love you as his full heavenly form was revealed to Samel. Yeah, that probably doesn't go well. Yeah, blasting her apart. 
As she was being vaporized, Zeus saved their unborn child by using his own thigh as an incubator. I mean, this is things okay. you can. This is things you can do. Yeah, it's being just, a god sounds cool. It's just things you can do. Oh shit! He's cut open your thigh, shove a baby in there, yeah. shove a little fetus, stitch yeah, it up. That'll be fine. Yeah. So he used that thigh as an incubator, and then, well, back in her chambers on Mount Olympus, Hera laughed, putting another notch in her bedpost. <laughs> Months later, a god sprung forth from Zeus's leg, <laughs> fully, yep. fully grown. As they are known to do. Yeah. His name was Dionysus. Dionysus was passed around a lot after his debut because raising kids wasn't a thing Zeus did. Yeah. Him and Hera had four kids of their own and he didn't give a shit about them, so why would he care about this one? Because Dionysus, whom I will from time to time call Dion, because for one it's shorter and for two it's easier to write. Yeah. I mean, it's in my head now, but writing out Dionysus, it's a lot to... Kind of wine? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, but and other things, I'm sure. No, 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 no. You, you, you nailed what we needed to do. But don't worry, that's not all we're getting into. So that's good. Okay. Um, well, because I want to tell you was he was only half god, right? His mother was immortal, mm-hmm. but still born from a god. Unlike other demigods, he had full divinity. Mm. He's half. He's half human, but since half he was god, but incubated. He was, in, he was yeah, in a god's thigh. Uh huh. God's thigh, Zeus's thigh counts as like a womb. So it almost like... Why do, Why wouldn't it? I mean, seriously, it's a matter of fact. I'm, yeah, we're not questioning that. That's no, that's just... Obvious. Right. Yeah. So so he got even more like oomph. And he's like, bam, here I am. Yeah. I'm Dionysus. So Zeus gave him to Hermes, who passed him off to Eno, the sister of Samel, Dion's aunt. Hermes suggested they raise... Dion as a girl to make it harder for Hera to find him and wreak havoc on his life. I mean, that's a plan. Yeah. Again, Hera was relentless and Dion had to keep moving to avoid her tortures. Dion would spend time in the care of some sea nymphs, you know, beloved creatures of nature resembling attractive young smoking hot babes. Um, I mean, maidens. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Sorry. Mm -hmm. We got off topic. Yeah. A little distracting. Uh, So, just to put this into into um, perspective, uh-huh. we have this metrosexual, by all accounts, attractive man hanging out in the countryside with a bunch of beautiful girls. Sure, he was on the run. Sure, his future was uncertain. But surely, Dionysus was having a blast. Yeah, that doesn't sound terrible. Mm-mm. No way. And with the plethora of free time, Dion's intellectual wandering allowed him ample opportunity to find things to do. His most notable, and the skill that would probably help cement his status as a full-fledged god. You know, if they were feeling kind of stingy about his godhood. Eh, you're not a real god. Uh-uh. It's like, you're half, but you're like, yeah, it's a thigh. Yeah, it doesn't like, really count. It's like, we get it, but like, we don't. And if they needed another reason. Yeah, how, how's he nail this? How's well, he, I mean. How's he drive it home? Oh, uh, well, you, I mean, we both know. He, he had, it had something to do with this neat trick he could do with grapes. Oh. Uh-huh. You know? Oh. Uh-huh. Wine truly is a gift from the gods. Thank you, Dionysus. But eventually, long story short, Hera finds him, makes him go mad, causing him to wander all over the place. The Romans called him Bacchus, which means the wanderer. Eventually, he finds his way to Mount Olympus after having many adventures and killing lots of jerks and teaching lots of lessons and getting totally shit-faced. Story I didn't want to touch on because this podcast, this episode is not about Dionysus. Um, he's responsible for like you know the Midas touch. Oh yeah, yeah he does that. He he grants that wish to that fucker and then lets everything Could fall apart. Loosely be responsible for a uh, bush beer. Possibly yes. Dionysus yeah. Dionysus brought to you by Bush Heavy. Yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah, because he had a you know he wanted a, like a, you know a good working man's drink. Yeah, he's like I already did grapes. Let's do uh, some malted barley. Yeah, he's like oh I got barley I can work with that. Yeah, I can totally work with that. Yeah. Yeah, so after having many adventures and killing lots of jerks and teaching lots of lessons and getting totally shit-faced. But his story is not the story we focus on today. Dionysus is a badass. But his... his, Sounds cool. Yeah, his badassery will have to wait. Back to his dad. Zeus liked to fuck. Sure did. But he was also terrified of prophecy. Uh Yes. 
doesn't want to get fucked by prophecy. No, he does not want to get fucked by prophecy, but prophecy wanted to fuck him. Hmm. Man, what if prophecy was a great God? He's like, no, Zeus, it's your turn now. <laughs> He's like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be more than a baby God in your thigh. Oh, my God. What does that mean? Hmm. Don't know. <laughs> no one does. Except Sounds pro- terrifying. Except prophecy. Mm-hmm. You see, Zeus overthrew his own dad, fulfilling a prophecy. His dad, Cronus, tried to avoid by swallowing his own children. But Zeus was spared for he was hidden, yada, yada, yada. He grew up, yada, yada, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, yep. and defeated his dad and the Titans. Mm-hmm. Again, that's another story for another time. But a similar prophecy taunted Zeus. Gaia, Mother Earth, and Zeus's grandma foretold that Zeus would have children wiser than him. He took this to mean, and in some cases the prophecy didn't mean that, that one of his kids would overthrow him, as he had overthrown his own father, and how his father had overthrown his father, Uranus. It really was, after all, a family tradition. And again, incredibly healthy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Zeus's granddad was Uranus. Some of these things you may know, but... I know a little bit. You will, which is, which, which is fair. It's fine. Allegedly, this would happen in Zeus's first marriage, his marriage to Metis, who, like Zeus's father, was also a titan, making her older than Zeus and a bit of a cougar. Yeah, by a long shot, probably. I mean, right, we're talking like... Like a millennia? Indiscrim- couple millennia? An indiscriminate amount of years. Yeah. And I didn't bother to look up like what their relation was, but like basically everyone's related, and they just do whatever they want. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a, the Greek pantheon, man. It's just, okay. All right. Well, in order to prevent, you know, this, you know, the entire prophecy and Zeus being overthrown, Zeus tricked Metis because he's so crafty. And Metis, for whatever reason, because of this trickery, turned herself into a fly and he swallowed her. Okay. The problem was Metis was already pregnant. So he did this to kind of like kill her so she wouldn't have a kid as opposed to like a thing called a divorce or maybe some things. I mean, maybe he didn't know she was pregnant. Yeah. I, I mean, I, so yeah. he ate her. So he ate her. He ate her as right. a fly. And he's like, I'm going to get you. And she's like, no, I'll be a fly. And he's like, gulp. Huh. So like he ate her, right? Yeah. Yeah. He ate her. So tasty. She's already yeah. pregnant. Yep. But he ate her. So, so that, that, is he pregnant now? Uh, so why does that matter? <laughs> I, I feel like it's going to matter. <laughs> Uh, we'll jump ahead to the age where Zeus and Hera were a couple. Keep in mind, Metis was Zeus's first wife. Okay. So it's been like wives since. Like we, he's, there's wives have happened. Mm-hmm. And we're about up to Hera. You know, jump ahead to the age where Zeus and Hera were a couple, as miserable a couple as they were. One afternoon, Zeus had an amazing headache. No, not just caused by the nagging and harassment of the wife he slandered in a marriage. Oh no, it was something worse. In order to relieve the pain, he asked someone, more on that someone later, to crack his head open with an axe. You know, God logic. Got a a headache. Hey, give me a good whack. (laughs) Just bang on this a little bit more. Yeah. I'm I'm a God. You're not going to kill me with an axe. Just come on. Something's something's lodged up there. I don't know what it is. Just hit me. Mm -hmm. Anyways, this individual did this and slashed open Zeus's head. What sprang forth was the goddess Athena, dressed for, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> huh. dressed for war uh-huh. and fully grown. You see, well inside Zeus, Metis had been crafting the gear her imprisoned child would wear whenever she escaped. Armor, weapons, a helmet. It is said the pounding from her making the helmet is what tormented Zeus. Never mind how someone can make a helmet inside for a child, inside the same someone. Child, God. What, what, I, uh. what would you even make it out of? I mean, again, God logic, what can you do? Yeah, I mean, they can just do what they want. It's right? really just who knows what she metamorphosized inside of Zeus's body. and. I mean, was she still in fly form? I, oh, just, man, God, oh just my a, God. Now I'm just a fly smithing. God armor. Oh my God! Inside of a god. <laughs> now I'm just imagining a fly with a hammer and an anvil. It's like it's for my kid. Slam, <laughs> Zeus, you're gonna get it. Slam, slam. Yeah. That's a pretty sword. Mm-hmm. It's gonna grow when you erupt from this man's skull. 
I mean, I don't know how much the ancient Greeks knew about anything back in the day, but they had an imagination like no other. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have. They didn't have Instagram. They did not have Instagram. This is what you would come up or with Reddit. without Reddit or <laughs> yeah. Instagram. <laughs> like, yeah, let's come up with a story. But Athena, the world rejoiced at her birth. She was incredible. She would become the goddess of, well, lots of stuff, as they have been known to do. Wisdom, courage, inspiration, civilization, law, justice... Strategic warfare, mathematics, strength, strategy, the arts, crafts, and skill. Athena. Hmm. Intriguing how the goddess of warfare was also the goddess of the arts, but both are very uniquely human. After all, perhaps the very essence of civilization itself. Technically, because she was born from Zeus's head, she had no mother. Like, technically. Like, Because, sure. like, yeah. I mean, she's in, like... You know, but, you know, her genealogy, Metis, was crafting wise as well. Traits her daughter would inherit. But again, technically, Athena just has one parent. And it's the big daddy of them all. Good old Zeus. Yep. What an interesting character. But interesting still that the goddess of warfare was also the goddess of creativity. She really is the whole package. She would easily go on to become Zeus's favorite child. Everyone praised her. Again, everyone rejoiced. Everyone but Hera. Now, Hera wasn't pissed at Athena. Oh, no. Her anger in this particular situation was directed at Zeus. Not only was Zeus having affairs with whomever he wanted and was siring offspring across the earth, now he was giving birth on his own with no help at all. This man (laughs) is unbelievable. Yeah. Can you imagine? It's like, put what? this one in my head, put this one in my thigh. Da, da, stick, yeah, let's stick, see what happens here. Stick this know. bolt here, stick this bolt there, uh-huh. stick this bolt everywhere. Everywhere yeah. my bolt sticks. Uh-huh. Doesn't even need a woman to create life. Doesn't even care about the lives he creates. It makes sense that Athena would become his favorite. As when he looked at her, all he saw was himself, and he thought he was pretty awesome. So infuriated at him she was. Hera proceeded to reciprocate Zeus's solo act by performing the same trick, by giving birth to a son, all on her own. So we're keeping up with this, right? Yeah. The Greek pantheon. What can you do? Well, his name and our showcase character was Hephaestus. Not Asbestos. Not Festus. Mm-hmm. Hephaestus. Mm-hmm. And he was an ugly little shit. Interesting. At least in the eyes of his mother. Oh. No, that's not better. Well, let me tell you about him. He had a limp and looked slightly disfigured. Mm -hmm. His features were extremely rugged, but not in a good way. Truth be told, he may not have been that ugly or that much of a little shit at all. But when held up to the standards of his fellow gods, their idealistic proportions and unmatchable beauty, he simply came across as average. Nevertheless, average is trash by God's standards, and she thought he was gross. (laughs) Totally. Just... Oh, my God. So imagine she sires a kid by herself to get back at Zeus, and it's this thing she hates. <laughs> she, just can't, she just can't win here. Yep. Stocky and lame, yet still, he called Olympus his home. Sometimes he tried to keep the peace as his mom and dad slash stepdad or whatever the hell that relationship was. That's a, that's that's, a, uh, it's, a lot to think about. It's kind of a it's chock full of, you know, healthy behavior. Mm-hmm. But he tried to keep the peace as they screamed at each other. You know, kind of a negotiator. Like, hey, mom and sort of dad. Hey, why, yeah. you, why are you guys pissed? Yeah. I don't think she ever pulled him aside. I'm sure he found out. But I doubt she was like, you're sort of dead. Turned into a cuckoo and raped me. He's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, just can you keep it down? I'm trying to be my own god over here. Yeah, trying to do god stuff. Yeah. My god stuff. <laughs> Your God stuff is all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, well, you know, their relationship was very healthy, Hera and Zeus. You know, Hera probably berated Zeus often. You know, yeah. Potential argument could have been you stuck your dick in what? Yeah. He's like, okay, okay. How many different animals today? Okay, okay, honey, listen. To be fair, at the time I was also a sheep. Yeah. God, it doesn't make yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. That wasn't me. It was a sheep. Yeah. I turned into a sheep. She's like, oh, did you rape it too? Well, I mean, I can't. How do you get consent from a sheep? So you, <laughs> you use sheep language. I don't speak that. Yes, you do. I speak Olympian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I speak Olympian. This is Olympus. I speak Olympian. Hmm. I imagine him doing like a kind of like, you know, America speak English. Yeah. If this is America. I speak American. No, no, yeah. you don't. You can also speak sheep. Yeah. So what do you... Okay, well, this kind of relationship and her participation in it made Hera a no-bullshit type of woman. And she had no patience to deal with a less-than-perfect child such as Hephaestus. She lived her life on the edge, putting too much, or still, maybe not enough, you know, it's up to you to decide, of her energy into ruining Zeus's consorts and illegitimate children's lives. There was no way she was going to nurture something she thought wasn't worth the effort and a chore to look at. Maybe giving him life out of spite was a bad idea. Oh, what do you think? That's yeah, not the best way to give birth to a kid. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, I'm going to have a kid. No. Well. There's spite marrying somebody. Right. I mean, she's just, she has made a commitment. She's spiteful. She's very spiteful. Yeah. So Hera concocted a very well put together, complicated, multiple step plan to rid herself of Hephaestus. By throwing him off the mountain and into the ocean. Seems simple. To the point. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Alright, good luck. How'd that go? Did it work? Well, there, uh, Thetis? Or Thetis? We'll say Thetis. The future mother of Achilles and Urinon, a titan, who in a previous life briefly ruled everything alongside her husband Ophion, would take care of him. So, like, they're titans in retirement. Yeah. They weren't part of the war. They, they're like, they, oh, look, a child. They made it out. Oh, okay, well, we're retired. We'll take care for this. That's fine. Yeah. But yeah, lots of women taking care of abandoned children in these stories. Lots of abandoned children. Hmm. Well, he may have let his mother down in his appearance, you know, something he totally had a way of choosing. She shouldn't have been so quick to judge because Hephaestus had skills the other gods would learn to envy and truly need. Well, he may have been the ancient equivalent of our modern-day, stereotypical, four-eyed, pocket-protector-wearing nerd, generating ridicule from his peers, he had the stereotypical intellect to match. Computers weren't a thing, but if they were, he would have been on the levels of Steve Jobs or Bill Gates. Huh. He was an inventor, blacksmith, artist. In a world of super strength and superpowers, his power came from his mind. He was still a god, after all, and was born from Hera, and Hera alone. Therefore, his strength was mighty, but his brains, that was where his real power came from. During his banishment, he had perfected his skills. In his head, Hephaestus had the blueprints for designs of all sorts of things he couldn't wait to build. His ideas were truly inspiring, but none of them would have been possible without one crucial element. He was a master craftsman. Metalworker, sculptor. So what did he need? So what did he need mastery of to do any of this? Do you know? <laughs> Hephaestus was the god of fire, <clears throat> god of the forge, <clears throat> god of metal. Yeah. yeah, god of metallurgy, and a master engineer. His Roman name would be Vulcan, because while well, in exile and later in his life. He often enjoyed living on volcanic islands, using the volcanoes as his kilns and to fuel his forges, bending and shaping metals to create whatever he so desired. In some legends, he worked alongside the island natives, and they taught him how to excel at what already came to him so naturally. Anyways, word gets around. The gods don't exactly have that large of a social circle. Yeah. We've established they're all related and they just, and they're all hooking up. And they're all hooking up. And like hooking Gossip's is, running wild. It running it's running so wild. Nothing is on the DL when it comes to the great gods. And plus they don't have Instagram either. They have nothing else to do. Except like gossip and fuck. Yeah. I mean they there's it's nothing not like else. Doing plenty of that. Yeah, there's nothing else on their agenda. So people started learning about Hephaestus' skills. He had been making jewelry out of shells for Thetis and Urinone as a thank you for taking him in. Eventually, let's just call it a commission. Old Heffy was commissioned with creating thrones for all the gods. Eager to show off 
what he is capable of, he makes everybody a cool chair. That's pretty cool. Even his mom. Some legends say he built a chair just for his mom. Maybe to get back into her good graces. Like, it seems like he built them all a chair. He just built her one. The point is, he made some chairs. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a spite chair. Like, it, she would have made for him. Right. No, absolutely not. Nope. I like the first idea because it sounds less suspicious. But I only read that, you know, came across that just a few times, not too many times. But the point is, he made a chair. It's a gift. Perhaps a getting back into his mother's good graces. Another, which may make the most sense, was that there was a big party being held in her honor on Mount Olympus, and Heffy decides to send a gift, seemingly to say he forgives her for throwing him off a mountain. <laughs> I know you're sorry. I'm sorry, too. <laughs> I'm sorry I made you throw me off a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I was born ugly to you. Yeah. I'm sorry I had a limp. Some legends say that Zeus... Oh, hold on. Oh, yeah. Good, we got to it. Okay. Because some legends even say... Because there's a bunch of different tellings on him, kind of, sort of. But some legends say that Zeus was the one to throw him off the mountain. Oh, I f- yeah. I feel like he was giving many reasons to be thrown off a mountain. If he's getting involved between those two. Mm-hmm. Like, they stressed, like, his mom hated him and she threw him off. But then it was like he'd get involved in their arguments and then Zeus would get so pissed he'd throw him off. So, like, chances are he may have been thrown off this mountain many times. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, one they, one of them just threw him far yeah. enough. One stuck. And yeah. somebody found him and was like, hey, you want to have a happy life? It's like, okay, I'll make you some seashell necklaces. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of just making somebody like a necklace out of like candy. Yeah. I love you, new mom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because thro- being thrown off multiple times might have been how he got his bum foot. Because he's got a bum foot. It like is weird. He kind of drags it around. Mm-hmm. But anyways, the point is he builds a chair for his mom. She sits in it. It fits her perfect. Almost. Too perfect. Uh-oh. She begins to feel it tighten all around her. She tries to get up, but she can't. She's been imprisoned. Uh-oh. Millions of invisible strings, an invisible net with strings only its creator can see, invisible shackles, whatever you want to call them, have trapped her in her chair. At first, the gods find it hilarious. <laughs> but realizing that, oh shit, he really is trapped, they beg Hephaestus to let her go. Keep in mind, he's not on the party. He's not at the party. He sent the chair. He's mm-hmm. still kind of in exile. Mm-hmm. This is something, you know. We've all had a good laugh, Heffy, Hermes might have said. Like, you build the best stuff, bro. But maybe you should let mom out, yeah? The war god Ares could have said. Before threatening him with all of his war-powered might. Hephaestus, so like Ares is like puffing his chest up. Like, yeah. Come on. All right. Ha ha. Well, Hephaestus was not impressed. Zeus would have also stepped up. Let your mother go. To which Hephaestus would first reply, you're not my real dad. And it, hmm. and, um, well, and this is actually like a quote, quote from the stories. Uh, in response to Hera being his mom, this is from actual legends and not my paraphrasing. He's, he was said to have said, I have no mother. <laughs> so about that spite and that spite chair you were talking yeah. about, I think he built her a spite chair. <laughs> spite chair. Yeah, he wasn't bitter at all. No. I guess he inherited his mother's ability to hold a grudge. Hephaestus was definitely... Hephaestus definitely was not letting his banishment go, and now neither was the chair ensnaring his mother. Hephaestus would remain in one of his workshops, and the gods panicked. He absolutely refused. He wouldn't. He wouldn't get her out of the chair, and they couldn't find any way to release her. Yeah, it's like what? Just tell her to stand up. She yeah. looks like she's just sitting there. Yeah, get up. Oh, you can't. Hmm. Oh, that. I don't know. Yeah, no, you, it's impossible. You were making it. Sorry, mom. Oh wait, I just imagined the most deadpan expression. I have no mother. <laughs> oh, and then everybody. Then all the gods are like. Get like, oh, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh my god. He went there. Then, as they deliberated on Mount Olympus around and incapacitated Hera, perhaps stumbling in with a jug of wine splashing around in one hand and a sassy attitude in the other, Dionysus <laughs> arrived. All right, everybody, cool your jets. I got this. Dionysus chose to visit Heffy personally. Mm hmm. They were on good terms. I couldn't find out how they're on good terms, but I imagine they just, you know, Dionysus is like the party dude. Yeah. And like 
Hephaestus is abandoned. I don't think Dionysus judges. He's raised as this like metrosexual, like everything is cool kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care that Heffy looks ugly. He's like, what's up, man? So like, they're friends. Mm-hmm. They were on good terms, and Hephaestus trusted him. They talked over a couple of drinks. Then a couple of drinks became a few drinks. And a few drinks became many drinks. Mm-hmm. And many drinks became one drunk Hephaestus. Dionysus, after getting Hephaestus plastered, threw him on the back of a bull and continued the party by picking up people along the way as they marched back to Mount Olympus. <laughs> so imagine uh, that scene. Yeah. Come on, everybody. Oh, hey, it's Dionysus. It's a party. Yeah, I'm going to Mount Olympus. Yeah, we're going. All right, hey. Yeah, wine. As Hephaestus is thrown over the back of an ox, just like, mm-hmm. where am I going? Oh, I'm feeling nauseous. I'm feeling bumpy. And the ox is like, moo. Who's that? <laughs> He's like, I don't have a moo. No, no, you're not. Just hang in there, man. Yeah, just stick with it. His Dionysus is like, hey, you have a drink and you have a drink. Hey, dude, you want to try this? Hey, I was trying something out. Do you want to try this like thing I made? I call it bush heavy. Oh. <laughs> He's like, yeah, sure, dude. Yeah. Hey, Heffy, you want to shotgun one of these in the back of this ox? You okay. Know. okay. You know you do. Oh, my God. Would you love to shotgun a beer by punching the beer can open with the horn of an ox? Uh, All right, think about yep, that. That's, yep. that's ancient Greek shit right there mm-hmm. that I wish they talked about in any Wikipedia article I looked up. Yeah, why aren't they talking about shotgun and beers in Greek mythology? I don't What's know. wrong with them? I, they're, I think they're too busy fucking everything, to be honest with you. Hmm. Yeah, the, so on Mount Olympus, Dionysus presented a wasted heffy to the gods. Zeus agreed to reinstate heffy on Mount Olympus and even give him his own workstation. Heffy thought that was cool, but he still wasn't releasing his mother. As he slurred his words, maybe he had said something like, She's a bitch, which means I'm a son of a bitch, stupid dumb mom. She's so stupid. Uh-huh. I mean, imagine that realization. Yeah. You bitch, I'm a son of a... Right. Well, Zeus continued. I know, child. I know, but you just can't leave her there. All right. I promise if you release her... I'll give you anything you want. Toss your packet in the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, Zeus has made these kind of bold, bold statements before. Yeah, he keeps to it. He just, I mean, he, he just opens this, he just opens this little, uh, this little treasure trove of things he's about to unleash. And then he's always kind of, well, I mean, well, you'll, you'll see where this goes. Mm -hmm. All right. So still drunk, Hephaestus looked around the room licking his lips, half-winking awkwardly, randomly. I mean, he was a mess. Mm-hmm. He's just up there, kind of... Yeah, he's uh, drank more than he's used to. It's true. And you know Dionysus, he had a... Like, he wasn't there just to hang out and have fun. He's like, this is the only way I'm going to get you this fucking mountain, to release mm-hmm. your mother. Mm-hmm. Drink as much as you want. I've made all these different concoctions. Have a few of these bush heavies. Mix it with the wine. You're not going to feel very good. You won't be able to walk anywhere. No. You're going to get fucked up. Yep. And I mean, people noticed how drunk he was. Hypothetically, you know, Ares may have asked Dionysus, did you really have to get him that drunk? To which Dionysus replied, I got him here, didn't I? At least he's negotiating. You boners didn't have a better idea. <laughs> Imagine this is how the gods talk to each other. I mean, Probably. I mean... Hephaestus kept looking around the room. His eyes were scanning. Then, suddenly, his head stopped. Aphrodite, he said. Excuse me? Aphrodite, who was there, you know, would have responded to her name being said out loud. Uh Well, Hephaestus, I want Aphrodite. I want her to marry me. (laughs) Okay. Uh Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Well, Zeus glanced at Aphrodite, sighed, and said, All right, you can have her. Now release (laughs) your mother. (laughs) All right. Okay. Well, what? Said the stunned goddess. (laughs) Was the most beautiful goddess of them all going to be forced to marry the ugliest god, the ugliest god Olympus had to offer? Sounds like it. As if reading her thoughts, Zeus said yes. Aerie shot her a look across the room, and she shared his expression. It was a look of consternation. 
Ares and Aphrodite genuinely loved each other, but Zeus figured wedding her to Hephaestus would stop the other gods from pursuing her. This wouldn't come back to bite anyone in the ass at all. No. But hooray! Hephaestus was back on Mount Olympus. He even had his own workshop, where he was set to work immediately, making weapons, armor, and jewelry for all the gods. Only he could construct the special brass houses all the gods would now be living in. He even designed a special door to his mom's chambers that only she could enter. He basically gave her an escape hatch. Hmm. I mean, maybe that was like his I'm sorry moment, or like, that was probably like his we're even moment. Yeah. Like, okay. We're even. I'm not going to, we're even, but there's no forgiveness. You whip me off <laughs> the yeah. mountain into the water. Despite how she treated him early in his life, he would always respect her. Don't ask me how that makes sense, but this is a common thing. He's like, she's my mom. Like that thing, like I hate her, but she's my mom. Yeah. Like I said, some legends say he intervened in his mother's defense during her arguments with Zeus. And, you know, like I said, Zeus had kicked him off the mountain. But even with this, if Zeus had kicked him off the mountain, um, throughout his whole life, Zeus would ask him to do many things for him. And he would always comply. They had a weird sort of father, sort of son connection. I don't know. But I guess as far <laughs> as I know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like technically he's like Zeus's kid, kind of. So they've got Step, this. Stepchild? Yeah, but like it's a weird thing because like Hephaestus doesn't even, he doesn't have any dads. So yeah. I don't know what that. So I guess Zeus would be his closest thing to a dad. Yeah. But Hephaestus could not do all these tasks alone. No, this is where his intellect was on full display because he did something no other god had ever tried or attempted. Out of gold, in the form of young, beautiful women, he constructed assistants to aid him in his tasks. He endowed them with the knowledge of the gods. This was ancient Greece. This was Mount Olympus. And Hephaestus had created the world's very first robots. That's cool. Right. They possessed what we now see as obvious artificial intelligence and could think and feel, but they were not gods and they were not mortals. They were something else entirely. These are not the only automatons or automata that he had created. Hephaestus went to work building his machines, which are the real focus of tonight. Oh boy. Oh, well, we got there. His automata are as follows. The Kyberian horses. He constructed four horse-shaped robots to pull the chariots of the Kyberi, a group of deities associated with the underworld. A group of deities who were also his sons and were worshipped alongside him on one of his favorite volcanic islands by the natives who helped him hone his craft, the island of Lemnos. All right, next ones. The guard dogs of all... Oh, man, fucking Greek. (laughs) The guard dogs of Alcinius. He made malicious dogs out of silver and gold to guard the palace of Alcinius. These machines were said to be immortal. All right, that's one. And a lot of these things, I think I mentioned here, like Jason and the Argonauts and like a bunch of those other Greek stories, which those any of those things can be like whole episodes. Just Mm -hmm. know these... These robots he created um, are involved in all these different types of epics and stuff. Okay. Hesiod, he's a Greek poet guy. He's got a bunch of stories. The Thygene, Thij- that's one. I don't think I say it by name. But that's where a lot of these things come from. Imagine okay. imagine having like um, a bunch of like characters in like the public domain. Then people write stories about them where like they, they basically put like verbal words into stories. Mm-hmm. But then only so many survive to the modern day. So there could have been like thousands of stories about all these characters, but only so many like works. I mean, for all we know, these are just like some guy's fan fiction, and it's what's right, yeah. it's continued over. But uh-huh. that's where we're pulling from. So then there was the Celadones. Out of gold, he created maidens capable of singing great songs and stationed them at the temple of Apollo. The bulls of Aetnes. No, that's not, that's wrong. The bulls of Aetes. A-E-E-T-E-S. Aetes. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, they were fire-breathing bulls with brass hooves and brass mouths. That's that, cool. Yeah. 
that guarded the Golden Fleece. The Golden Fleece is a whole thing that Jason the Arg- Jason with the Argonauts puts yep. down, which I almost just watched that after writing this whole thing up, mm-hmm. and I think I still will. Um, but a lot of cool stuff. The uh, but next next up, the Golden Tripods. He built twenty tripods with golden wheels that could think for themselves, moving hmm. about when needed and receding from view when not. So I mean. There's like basically little little robots moving around. Yeah, it's like oh, we need some drinks. They go bring them out. It's cool. And they go beep, beep and just so he made those for the gods. But he also made another machine, another thing, and this thing was more than just a thing. Talos. Do you know about that guy? I don't think so. That's okay. Talos was a giant bronze humanoid machine that Zeus gifted to Crete. It would circle the island three times per day, and if any ships creep near its shores, it would whip rocks at them, preventing an invasion. Huh. So, I mean, he's like a defense mechanism. Yeah, ro- robot. Robot defense. Defense me- against ships. Uh-huh. And, I mean, he's probably, he's a big guy, so he's like whipping boulders and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's also like a sentient dude. Like you can you can have a conversation with this guy. He's a living thing, but he's not immortal. He's not a god. He's something right. else. And so I'm going to tell you more about Talos. One vein filled with what I'll call magical god blood, but others would call Icor. I think that's how it's pronounced. Flowed from Talos's head to his foot. So he's got one vein full of like magical god juice. That's what keeps him going. Mm-hmm. Near his foot. The vein was closed with an exposed bolt. And during the adventure of Jason and the Argonauts, Talos was defeated. When the part god sorcerer Medea... No, not Tyler Perry. It's not Medea. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's not. Otherwise, I would like to see that movie. Medea defeats yeah. Talos. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, well. Well, she either drugged him, convinced him he was... Okay. Um, well, Medea either drugged him, convinced him he'd be immortal if he pulled his pin, or was shot with an arrow. Because the vein... Did I mention that before? Yep. Okay, good. So she pulled... She convinced him, maybe, that, hey, you'll be immortal if you pull the pin out of your blood vein, <laughs> or you know, he was shot with an arrow. Either way, his I-Core was released... And the robot perished. All right. Now, perhaps Hephaestus was too busy making all of his creations in his workshop, not spending enough time at his home, because, well, I mean, he's busy. Yeah. But again, maybe he wasn't spending enough time at his home because, well, Ares and Aphrodite. Remember? Mm. They were a thing. Mm-hmm. They loved each other. Yeah. But one of them was forced to marry an ugly man. Yeah, I, I remember that. Who, who drunkenly demanded that he wanted her to be married. Yeah. And his dad slash stepdad slash sort of dad was like... Slash God. Slash God, right. He, <laughs> slash God. And laid down the God law. He's like, yeah. all right. he's like fine. Okay. He's like, he's like, all right, you can have this. You can own this living being. Just get, um, let, let your mother go. Well, guess what? Heffy remembers too. In fact, he was reminded of that fact when the sun god, Helios, a good friend and a total narc, told him (laughs) that the two were getting it on behind his back in his own house. And for the sake of the following story, let's even say, of all things, his own bed. What I've read called it his his hall. Like it's the hall of Hephaestus, Mm -hmm. but it's his house. Yeah. So let's go with house and bed. So, Hephaestus, using his amazing craftsmanship, constructed another invisible net, only invisible to anyone but him, and when the time was right, he sprang his trap and caught the two lovers. Naked and embarrassed, they could not escape. He trapped him in his bed. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, you know. Yeah. Awkward. Oh, shit. Years of being mocked for his appearance and treated like garbage, Hephaestus now found himself in a role his mother would be familiar with. Stricken with vengeance, punishing someone for their sexual exploits. I mean, that's huh. that's kind of in his blood, really. Yeah. I mean, it's 
Merely catching them, however, would never be enough. Oh, no. Heffy put the word out to all the other gods that he caught them. Humiliation. <laughs> Again, they don't have Instagram. Yeah. you got to come see this for yourself, guys. Check this out. Let's look at this. First-hand account. And while the women chose to avoid the encounter, I mean, they were kind of above this behavior. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the women, the women Greek gods just had to put up with so much shit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God. Like, oh my gods. What are we, t- <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, you guys. Oh, uh, you guys. Zeus did who? Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, he did? Oh, he did me yesterday. I didn't even ask for it. Oh, that's common. <laughs> that's real common. That's, that's real common. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> The men, however, were more than happy to see the ensnared couple. They laughed. They joked. Some were jealous of Ares and joked. You know, they made their comments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, well, you know, again. They may have said things like, you know, looking at Aphrodite, set off a war on their pants. And then pointed at Ares that got a war. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he's like, come on, guys. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. Others were simply mesmerized by Aphrodite's beauty, perhaps never getting a good glimpse of her bare form prior to this. I mean, I don't think she's just walking around naked. Probably not. Like, oh, she's pretty cute. Like, oh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is where fishnets came from. It, it's not, but I don't. So, oh, she looks cute in that net. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heffy roared with laughter as he released the couple. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> They fled. He got his retribution. Even though he drunkenly had forced a woman to marry him. I guess he was the victim? All right? I guess. All right, well, you know. Oh, again, God logic. Yep. Well, we're talking about Heffy, and Heffy, well, he's got, you know, got a good taste of his life right now. Yeah. Well, Hephaestus' sexual frustrations, however, would not be exercised that easily. So basically, he like scorns both of them, but he's still a god. He's still got needs. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, one day, the badass warrior goddess and a goddess we've already mentioned, I believe she was cracked open from Zeus's head, Athena showed up to his workshop. I pictured her like with her arms crossed, maybe chewing some bubble gum. Yeah. Asking him to make her some new digs, new swords, new armor. Mm-hmm. Warrior goddesses need warrior stuff. Can I have a new sword? She might have said. Yeah. And he's like, I've got your new sword right here. Hephaestus may have replied as he grabbed his crotch. Mm-hmm. And she's like, um, no. Mm-hmm. Anyway, no. Mm. no. Anyways, politely, you know, now pass. Can I have my, can I have my weapons for war? That's what I do. So yeah, I'm no. Would have been a response. She would have declined. Well, but maybe Heffy had been spending too much time around the other gods Let's be honest. Probably Zeus. Or just Mount Olympus in general because he wasn't taking no for an answer. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. After some pushing and shoving, Athena fled. But Heffy chased her down, which I assume was like a scary sight. Imagine him like chasing with his like gump, his like yeah. limp leg as he chases down a war goddess. Yeah. Like, come here, you. Imagine there's a lot of jumping. He was probably relying on that other leg. Like just uh, yeah, like a lot of mounting and like, huh? mm-hmm. no, maybe dragging his dragging his foot along. But anyways, there was a chasing. There was a chase of foot. <laughs> yeah, a chase a bum foot. And uh, yeah, but he chased her down and he'd gotten a hold of her. And my goodness, he was really worked up, because right as he was to <clears throat> stick it in, she pushed him away. And he ejaculated on her leg. Oh, okay. That's that's a real story. Why? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Again, maybe this was just God fan fiction of stories we'll never get again. Maybe. But the story is he tried to rape Athena. She pushed him away. She pushed him away. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these stories wanted to be like professional. Yeah. So they say things like, and his semen fell upon her thigh. He's like, no, he just jizzed on her leg. <laughs> and imagine that situation. I, she's just like, no. And he's like, oh. And he's like, oh. <laughs> All right. Like, what the fuck? Like, oh, my. Come on, dude. 
Yeah, so, yeah. I imagine, you know, wah, wah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. all right, man. And then imagine her disgusted look. Using a piece of wool, Athena whipped his god goo to the ground. <laughs> Half he put his head down, defeated. I mean, we kind of talked about it already, just getting a banter. He did try to rape a war goddess. Yeah. How did he think that was going to go? Yeah. No. Bad. Not so, good. Yeah. He walked away and, you know, he probably kicked the ground. The little kid. Like, fine. I'll go make your sword. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you will. Yeah. <laughs> make me two. <laughs> yeah. Two swords, please. Oh, and a new skirt with extra armor. You fucking creep. Yeah. You're getting in this. Get One out that of covers here. my knees. <laughs> yeah. Although then again, I don't know if, is there like some reverse like string technology? Maybe you should, maybe she should be, but then at this point, I don't think she's scared of this guy. She's like, you know yeah. what? You just, Heffy left. Sad and miserable. Maybe he made a new robot called the flashlight and stayed to his, stayed to himself. I don't know. But like, I mean, come on, man. Like what, what are you doing? Well, after he was gone, Athena noticed that when his, you know, his, his stuff fell to the ground. It fell on Gaia, you know, Mother Earth. Oh, yeah, and in case you forgot their great-grandmother, hmm. I, she's, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. she's Zeus's grandma. So he came on his sort of sister. She whipped it into his grandmother, and she gave birth to Erichthinius. Okay. Whom Athena picked up, hid in a box, raised as her own, and he would go on to become a king of Athens. Huh. God logic. Again, what can you do? Yeah. She's like, oh, well, well I'll raise you. So yeah. Like, okay. It's like, almost like the noble thing to do. I guess. I guess. So, I mean, I don't know what you do. I mean. It's, it's a whole mess. But I mean, if you were on Team Heffy, you're not on Team Heffy at that point. Like, oh, no. No. Mm-mm. No, you no, fucked up. Not feeling it, dude. Not a fan. Well, in Greek mythology and in conclusion, but again, in Greek mythology, everybody is kind of terrible. Uh-huh. Flawed, overpowered beings with the ability to control and shape the world around them. Some, however, provided a beacon of light in an otherwise wretched world. For Hephaestus was not the only creator within the group. And uh, the next episode I tackle, we are going to get into one of those personalities. For while Hephaestus created machines, someone else would go on to create man. And Hephaestus would go on to create woman. Huh. I didn't realize it until now, but the guy who tried to rape a war goddess is going to go on to create the first woman. Yeah. Anyways. Huh. Well, this topic continues, but we're breaking it up for now. Yeah. Uh, so that was our that was our taste of basically Hephaestus' automata and Hephaestus, the god of fire and metallurgy. Yeah. And what a cool, not cool guy. Yeah. Right? You, you start off want, wanting to root for him. Right, he's the underdog. He's ugly. He's super smart. He's building robots. Like, yeah. That's cool. Then you're like, no, what? what stop that. You don't. Just calm, just calm down. Again, he didn't have the internet. He couldn't just go and satisfy himself by looking at, <laughs> looking at you know, by looking at <laughs> whatever he's going to look at. I don't know what he'd be into. Robots. I, I want to see this naked girl on an anvil, and there's a volcano behind her. That'll get me off. Sounds cool. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, um, yeah, that's that episode in Hephaestus and his automata. Yeah. But we will continue next time I tackle an episode getting into the guy who created man, which you may know, you may not. People listening may know, they may not. Yeah. But we'll get there. But, yeah, as we're in fear, Heffy, man, what can you Heffy. do? What can you do? And I got the little tease of Dionysus in there because, I mean, he... He's an important part of getting Hera out of that chair. Yeah. So you got to know about him. He seems cool. Yeah. I mean, he does a lot of cool stuff. Literally, most of his stories that I looked up, I had to stop with him. I mean, you could probably even hear it in my paragraph. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, well, we're going to have to get to all this cool stuff he did. Yeah. Because basically, somebody's shitty or they want everything in the world. And he's like, okay, you can have it. Oh, you want to be shitty? Well, now I'm just going to fucking kill you. Or now I'm going to give you this gift and that's going to kill you. Now you're dead. I'm going to go party in the corner with these babes. Yeah. It's, It's like every story he does. Yeah. He's an awesome guy. Yeah. But yeah, that was weird and feared. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. That we is talk a about lot. cryptids. We also talk about gods. 
Yeah. And creation stories. Mm-hmm. We did a few of those. Yeah. Right? Right. Ancient Sumeria. Mm-hmm. Um, the Aztecs. Yep. But yeah, so yeah, if you want, I mentioned it last episode, leave us a review on iTunes. Help yeah. out the show. Tell yeah. your friends. Yes, please. If you have a bizarre encounter or creature you'd like us to talk about, you'd like us to give it the old weird and feared treatment. I mean, if you tell us a creature, we're probably going to find an excuse to, to talk about how he got drunk. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's happened to a few. Yeah. But hey, um, yeah, let us know on the Instagram at Weird and Feared. And uh, email us at weirdandfeardpodcast at gmail.com. Yep, do it. But yeah, that's, uh, that's Weird and Feared. I'm Nick, and uh, that is... I'm Zach. And that's Zach. And we're going to... Yep. You better stay sp- stay spooky. Did I say get spooky before? I don't know. Fuck me. We can get spooky. Get spooky and But then we got to stay spooky. Perfect. Yeah. All right, everybody. Peace out. All right, later. Booyah. Mm-hmm.